All right, it's Monday on Daily Delivery. Patrick Royce here along with me. I am Michael Rand. Going to get everybody out of vacation mode. Patrick, it was a nice, long three days for a lot of us. The weather was really good. I got a little, got away for a little while. Got some, uh, got some outdoors time, stuff like that. So it's it's all good. But uh, we're shifting right back into uh, into it, Patrick. And I, I think we're, we'll talk some twins, some NBA, maybe a little bit of the story that I did that ran over the weekend on kind of the future of watching sports. Um, but Patrick, the, the twins is interesting. That the homestand, a lot of familiar problems. I, I'd say Royce Lewis came back. At just about the perfect time, you know, a, a year after a year after he got hurt again, you know, the catastrophic injury for the second time. Um, if he can stay healthy, man, that it really shows how much he can add to this team. Well, he's an athlete for one thing. I mean, yes. he was a hitter yesterday, but he's also an athlete. He can steal a base. He can do a lot of things. I I know I was talking to Sean Aronson, who's a you know, been over there with the Snakes forever, and he's a pretty good uh, uh, guy. And last year, before he came up uh, the first time, I was talking to Sean, and he said, when you watch Royce Lewis in AAA, he's just a different athlete than the rest of them that are playing there now. That I saw the average age of the Saints now is 28. But uh, he was, you know, he was, I, I thought that was a pretty good scouting report because he told me he's just a, different breed of cat than the red than everybody else we have over here and uh you know then he came up and played shortstop and did really well and then he came back and played three innings in center field and killed himself but uh uh yeah he's a, he is a you know the the thing about him is he was always more the, the swing was not great you know this everything else about him was uh terrific and uh, i know boris was uh telling me from the beginning what a great kid he was and what a mature kid he was and uh and but the but the swing i think has gotten better too and uh his plate coverage like yesterday was terrific and yeah he hits the ball pretty good to left field this the first time up and then uh 2 pitch, he hits the right field foul pole and three run homer, and uh, that's a definite lift. Now I got a little nauseated listening to the the leadership he brings and all that crap. I mean, he's his leadership is you know what leadership is hitting the foul pole with a three run homer. That's what it is when it's when you haven't scored a run in a week. So uh, I, I, I mean, he's a really nice kid. He's sharp. I've talked to him a couple of times. He had a he did a long thing the day after he got hurt last year, or a couple of days after he got hurt, and it was amazing the maturity he showed then. Uh, not feeling sorry for himself at all, but uh, yeah, he's uh, he's a, he's a big addition to this team, and boy, do they need something because they're when Buxton goes in the tank uh, and has one of those stretches where he's striking out all the time. Oof. This lineup is uh, is lousy, so uh, you know I can't be too excited about getting Kepler back. What are they going to do with uh, with uh, their, their roster here when they uh, they got they got Polanco coming back, and uh, somebody's got to somebody's got to go. Solano or I think Willie Castro stays, so maybe Solano. Somebody's got to go. Not that it's a big crisis or anything. Right. The other possibility is somebody get hurt because they always do, but. Uh, yeah, they needed something, and it's uh, it's uh, you know, let's just accept them that he's a good baseball player and and he's a nice guy, but we don't have to start reading. Oh, he's the leader we need in the clubhouse. What? Come on, 
shut up. You know, it's a baseball. Yeah. He's, you know. he's the batter they need at the plate. And what when was the last time you I, maybe I've maybe I'm selective memory here, but I can't remember a lot of right handed opposite field home runs <clears throat> in you know this season, other seasons, you know, pat you know, recent past. I I Sano would do it every once in a while if he was hitting the way he was supposed to. But yeah. But that was a you know just the fact that he could take one that way out. Um, you know you see so many home runs these days that are just you know blasts to left, sometimes to center. But he, him going him going to right with a home run for a three run homer that that was pretty impressive to me. Yeah, I uh, it, it'll be interesting. Now that probably would have been the same thing in Target Field in that corner that he hit it. But uh, it'll be interesting to see him as watch him in action as a hitter. But. Uh, it uh, certainly was a wonderful debut for him, and uh, they needed it. And then, hey, how about Ryan Jeffers? What was it three first pitch base hits, right? All on including the game winning home run. I keep saying you got to catch him half the time. Vasquez is supposedly he's a receiver. Well, about twice a game he's chasing one back to the screen, and I think he's vastly overrated. And uh, you know, let Jeffers start catching more because he's. You know, the, the, I mean, they were all talking this spring about his new approach at the plate and how hard of work he did in the offseason. And we haven't given him, you haven't given him a chance to find out if it works or not. Cause we're, you're, you know, with the, with the pitch com and the whole thing going on now, the old idea of handling pitchers is nonsense anyway. So, uh, yeah, I mean, you got to be able to receive and, and he's okay, but, uh, uh, I, I'd give him a lot more at bats, and then Kirilov got on base five times too. So I was looking it up to find out, try to find out when those three guys first played together: uh, Lewis and uh, Kirilov and uh, Jeffers. You know, Jeffers, and uh, I, I know back in 2019 they were in Pensacola together for a while. Wow. So they've probably been uh, Jeffers. Actually, uh, what he made it to the big leagues his third year, I think. So uh, he was kind of you know, the guy they pushed along and then he hasn't gotten much chance lately, but uh, uh, maybe, maybe this will give him more of an opportunity because Vasquez has been a, just one of the big, uh, when you're batting Michael Taylor down there in eighth and then you got him hitting ninth, you got two outs right in a row to lead around to the top of the order. That's not good. So uh, they, you know, they got to play Vasquez less, I think. Yeah, he's been, and the thing about it too is that we talk about handling of pitchers, and sometimes that's, you know, sometimes that's how you're calling a game, stuff like that. But you're right, that's changed over the years. And you know, if the if and when we get electronic balls and strikes, like any yeah. sort of pitch framing metrics aren't going to matter yeah. anymore either. Like it's it's going to be you can you could Gary Sanchez was ten years yes. too early. You know, he was. Yes, that's right. Gary, though, he was with the Mets and they released him Thursday. Come on. Yeah, poor guy. They poor they called guy. him up and they released him. Yeah. He's a, he's a decent guy. He just wasn't much of a receiver. And uh, he, he kind of, you know, the I think the same thing happened to him that handled him as a hitter that happened to Miguel Snow. The, just the, the, the variety of pitchers who throw 98 miles an hour and the fact you're never going to see the same guy a third time has uh, kind of killed a lot of hitters, and I think Gary is one of those type of hitters too. The difference between Miguel and him is he was uh, he was he had a, he had a bigger brain on his shoulders, I think, than uh, Miguel ever did. How about Miguel? He's still down in the Dominican, apparently. It's, yeah, it's unbelievable. I don't know. You'd think he'd be in Korea or some dang thing, making some money. It's unbelievable, but. Uh, 
I don't know. The Twins uh, win a game, so they're now in the. It, I got a scoreboard watching yesterday. I was a scoreboard. I, I put out a tweet about scoreboard watching. Detroit lost, so we can get excited here. Well, Detroit they, was one game out. On they were Sunday tied in the morning. loss column too. They were tied yeah. in the loss column. Yeah, it's just not a. I don't know. They're just they've scored uh, two or less eighteen times. That's uh, that's not going to get her done. One third of the time they score two runs or less. So. Yeah, their offense is it's bad and it's inconsistent, right? Because it's they'll have those games like they had seven yesterday. They had nine a couple days ago in, against uh, Toronto, right? But you know the, yeah. the they're not they're not hitting well enough consistently enough, and then they've got some. You know, the bullpen has been a little bit oh, shaky. Yeah. Lately, as shaky as maybe polite, you know, who was it? It was Stewart that gave it up yesterday, and he'd been pretty good. Um, you know, Lopez, Sonny Gray... Lopez got three outs yesterday and four pitches. I don't know what happened. I guess, I guess they must have swung at some. He's been terrible for it. Yes. Lopez. Ever since I wrote about how good he was after his first 10 games, first 10 games, he was impeccable. Yes. And then, he, then he'd been went in the tank. He's one problem with them is they got him, he's got this good sinking fastball. And they haven't thrown nothing but hanging curveballs that somebody hits 800 miles. You know, they're so dang breaking ball happy, this team, that, you know, when you watch Louis Varlin pitch, I was complaining about this the other day, make him hit his fastball before you start having him flip up sliders, which hang there, and somebody whacks them. So uh, they're, you know, I don't know, they're way too uh, breaking ball crazy. And Lopez was getting let up with that, but they need him now. We're 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 uh, we're worried about my Emilio being hurt, though. Whoever thought we'd be worried about that? Huh? So, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, yeah, they're. Uh, you know, I keep saying they're better than they were last year because of the pitching, because the starting yeah, pitching. I think that's true. Starting pitching, but they. You know they're very inconsistent offensively, and uh, more they more they're consistent more on the side of ineptitude than they are on on being like they were yesterday, which was pretty good. But uh, you know what's forgotten here is that you know Lewis hit the three run homer, but he also got a hit with two out in the ninth to uh, get extra innings, right? So otherwise, yeah. otherwise they lose one. Apparently, I, I wasn't watching then. I was uh, at. Do at an event when Al Tuvi hit the grand slam, but I heard uh, I heard Provis talking about it later. That was as loud as he's ever heard any uh, any uh, baseball stadium ever, because you know forty thousand people excited, and then he hits the home run uh, for Al Tuvi because he just came back what three four days ago. So, yeah. Uh, so uh, he's a Hall of Famer, that little guy. He's, oh yeah. Uh, I don't think we've ever popped him for a. He never got popped for the roids, did he? I don't think so. No, he, I mean, he was obviously part of the all the sign stealing yeah. stuff, but he was kind of on the fringes of that, I think, too. So, yeah, he's he's something else. And yeah, he to to overcome to overcome that. I mean, I I was kind of checking in on that game. We were traveling back from um, up at a cabin yesterday, so I wasn't watching the game. But I was kind of I saw I checked in when it was four to one. I was like, okay, so they you know maybe they got their act together. It was after the Lewis. I think it was after the Lewis home run, and then. Yeah. Next thing I know, I'd kind of peeked in at the game because we stopped and I think we were eating lunch and it was on somewhere. And I saw it was five, five. I'm like, oh, like, what happened here? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, uh, you know, Mel Tooby is uh, he's something They're uh, they they're their pitching's really beat up, though. They're missing three starters. Uh, they got another guy pitching today. I never heard of 
uh, Buick or something. So they, uh, Houston is, uh, that's their big problem is, uh, you know, they were, they were kind of rebuilding their uh, pitching staff with Verlander, Verlander gone. And then uh, who's been bad but with the Mets, but, uh, uh, and then they, then they got a bunch of them hurt. So that's not good. No, it is not. Well, still in first place. It's going to be, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to shake first place in the American yeah, league central. Uh, Try as you might. Hard to lose the lead when nobody's chasing you, but uh, it's uh, the my I I had hope for the Whiteys. Well, I'm not hope for the Whiteys. I'm not a hope fan, but now they've flattened out again. They're ten under. Yeah. Uh, Liam Hendricks pitched uh, last night. But, yeah, uh, that was but, great. Uh, yeah, I think a big big reception for him. But uh, he really is a good dude. He was here. Yes. Who, the young Australian here when the twins were signing all those Aussies. We don't sign Aussies anymore. What happened? What are we mad at Australia for? We won't sign any more Australians. But uh uh I uh but uh who's the Australian hit who's the Australian hitter they had? I'm trying to think why can't I think of it? Luke Hughes. Luke Hughes, yeah, there you go. Thank you. Luke got mad at me once. I, <laughs> what's wrong with you, mate? He was something I, I said something because he you know, he was he just sat on the on the inside fastball, you know, and he, he could only pull. And I kind of ripped, you know, ripped him for, you know, the out he doesn't know that the outside of the plate exists, you know, kind of guy. And he yeah. went to what what was that about, mate? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, apparently in Australia they never uh, they didn't they didn't have to put up with that. I don't know what okay. it was. Luke Hughes, there was a few of them too. They had yeah. uh, they had three or four guys that came through here. Take a playcation to Mystic Lake. With 24-7 gaming, the good times never have to end. And you can satisfy your cravings at our restaurants and bars. Or relax in one of our luxurious hotel rooms. Those that play together, stay together. And don't forget to join Club M so you can spark new memories and bask in the rewards along the way. Follow the lights to Mystic Lake, where every day is play day. So the heat, uh, what a, I, I'm still trying to wrap my head around that whole series and just the idea of, I, I mean, I, I guess it goes to show, you know, with the heat winning pretty easily game seven in Boston, how hard it really is to come back from, from, from three Oh, because, because once you, even once you get to seven, you're, you're, you've expended a lot of energy. You, you've exhausted a lot of your reserves and you, you're, maybe you're a little tight too. Cause now all of a sudden the pressure is back on you. I don't know. It would, I don't know what, and Tatum getting oh, hurt early in that game obviously is bigger than yeah, any of that stuff, but yeah, man, yeah. just uh, that maybe I shouldn't be surprised just cause it's never been done. And that's probably why it hasn't been done, but <laughs> just to, just to yeah. see that outcome yesterday was still surprising to me. I did read, however, that of all the teams that came back three and all, and to tie it, they were the first, not all of them, there haven't been that many, but they were the first one to have game seven at home. Yes. Oh, the others. So, and, and, and I still think in the NBA, home home court makes it. It's the only sport. Base, basketball's the only sport left where being at home makes any difference, uh, in my opinion. But uh, uh, they, they, they were the first one to have it at home. But you're right, Tatum. I mean, Tatum is 60% of that team. He's as much of that team as Jimmy Butler is. But the Heat, the heat are amazing. These anonymous guys that aren't drafted that they bring in. And Martin, now the latest is this Martin guy who was great. And then throughout, he was their second best player throughout most of the series. 
But it is funny. I was listening to the post game, watching the post game, and here comes team leader Jimmy Butler. Yep. <laughs> here comes Jimmy. Jimmy looks skinny, man. He looks in great shape. Yeah. They were talking about the, uh, you know, they are, they are. It's an old Pat Riley thing. They weigh in all the time. Did you hear? Really? That? You know, no, I didn't they, know that. They weigh. They weigh in. Because they want to make sure they're all in shit. They have this, this, it's a minor discipline they have, but you weigh in every day. And, uh, and when Jimmy Butler showed up for his, to, to be interviewed by them to see if he wanted to sign with them and they wanted to sign with him for that meeting, they had him weigh in. They, wow. had him, they wanted to see how much he weighed then. Cause, and then they want to see if you maintain that weight. But, uh, Spolstra, now he's got to be dying that hair, right? I mean, he can't have that jet black of hair, but he's the youngest looking 50 year old or whatever he yeah. is I've ever seen. And that the fact that it's a coaching mismatch had to help him too. I, I oh, don't yeah. think, I don't think this young kid who's coaching who ended up with the Celtics job has any idea what he's doing. And, uh, and Spolster is probably the best there is. So, uh, but I still like Denver and five, don't you? Oh, yeah. Denver's awfully good. I mean, i I'm not counting the heat out of anything at this point, just based on what we've seen. But yeah, Denver, Denver surprised me. And I think I've said this a couple of times. Denver surprised me. I thought, I just thought they were kind of one of those. We see these in the NBA a lot. One of those nice, one of those nice regular season teams that, you know, gets that number one seed. But I thought, I thought they were going to lose to Phoenix in the second round. And that, that, that proved to be obviously, completely off base and then and then to sweep the sweep the lakers i mean it's it's there i mean the wolves actually gave them a decent series in in retrospect i guess i mean not not to that's faint praise and it was still five games but yeah the the nuggets are better than i thought they were i guess it's the the long story short and the heat wow. of, the heat have got to run out of gas at some point man they've been playing like they had two playing games. They lost grinding. the first playing game. They were they were they lost the first playing game. So they had to play two playing games. Yes. And, uh, yeah, it's been astounding. Uh, but the thing about Denver, I have, I don't think I've ever fully appreciated Jokic until watching him in this yes. playoff. It's, he's the most unique player I've ever seen. He's a seven foot point guard. It's yeah, just, the greatest little... passer. I've. He's a. We talk about it. He's not the greatest passer of big centers. He's the greatest passer. He's Magic yes. Johnson all over again, and he's seven foot tall and weighs three hundred pounds. You know, it's unbelievable. Remember, there was a conversation like a four or five years ago, like ah, Jokic or Cat. Like, which one's better? Like, who's? <laughs> yeah, like, right. I, think, I think Jokic maybe grew his game a little bit more since then yeah. than than Cat did. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's incredible the way that they, uh, they. Uh, just revolve around him. And then it, then he just flips up these threes. Like I know. When he's, you know, they're trying to make sure he doesn't pass the ball to somebody. So he just goes, whoop, throws it about 12 feet up in the air. And down she comes. It's uh he's a fantastic player. And Jamal Murray's, uh, you know, great. And uh, yeah, they're just, they only got it. They only play seven or eight guys, but they're, uh, well, I mean, you're, you're right. The heat'll, you know, the heat'll, Make them work for it, but I don't. I don't. I think Denver's going to win it. That'll be a party out there. They've never won one, so yeah. I think the. We'll <laughs> I see think how... they won one in the old ABA, didn't they? Yeah, they might have. 
they might have it. I can't remember that. I think if 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 Bam has a chance to guard Jokic, then it could be a series. Like he's he seems like the kind of defender that could that could uh, depending on how they match up, if they kind of do the thing where they try to put someone else on Jokic and then Bam kind of roams around and gives help, maybe they've got a chance. Or if Bam can play him straight up, but it's. Yeah, the Heat's just got to run out of gas at some point. Although the thing you forget about the Heat is they were they were in the finals in the bubble, and then they were in they were in Game Seven of the Conference Finals last year too. Like this is only yeah, this is only surprising because of their regular season struggles, not because they're not a good team. Well, they, did I hear they were the lowest scoring team in the league? Yeah, their did offense I? was not good. I don't know if low. I don't know. I didn't hear that they were lowest scoring, but it wouldn't surprise me. Or maybe the lowest shooting or something. I don't know. But statistically, offensively, they were terrible. But uh, they don't really worry about it, I guess. You know, so they just, you know, they they start once you once you once they get rolling a little bit, they're uh, they're tough. This is uh, six finals for Spolster, although only two without uh, LeBron and D Wade and those guys. So he was in four with those guys, right? Yeah, they went four in a row and won two of them when LeBron yeah. was there. Yeah. Yeah, so but six for him. He's uh, it's uh, but I I suppose if you're down there and you're hearing about it, you get sick of hearing this heat culture stuff too. I mean, it's you know I think the heat culture is they guard you, <laughs> you know, yeah. and they and they have they have some this they you know the Spolster said that yesterday. He says uh, you know how how do you play this defense? He says your best players have to defend. And yeah. He said. Yeah, it's your you know, and Jimmy Butler defends and all their you know, all their all their good players defend. So that's not true everywhere, as we well know. No. And maybe Jimmy yeah. finally found his uh finally found his forever home. Um <laughs> well uh let's as do as long as they keep paying him, as long yes. as they don't try to cut him down twenty dollars, I'm sure. Right, right. Um well, NHL proved how hard it is to win it to come back too, because the the stars were trying it. They had come back from three zero to get three two, and then Vegas just absolutely clobbers them last They're night. Cool. And that was that was in Dallas, right? Yeah, home ice disadvantage in the playoffs in the NHL. It's unbelievable. I don't know what the stats are, but but the first round was ridiculous. The home teams never won any games. But it's I've noticed that's something I noticed five six years ago. I remember. Louie, when Louie was the general manager 100 years ago, you got to get that home ice. You know, right. we were always fighting for that home ice. Home ice means nothing. It's If it's anything, it's a disadvantage because I think the A, you know, like Dallas, the pressure's on them completely, right? They got to, you know, they got to, oh, you know, A, they come back and win two in a row. But, uh, I mean, Vegas was better than them. I, I didn't watch much, but uh, – when I watched it, just looked, it looked like the adults playing the scrappy little team that you know, was trying to catch up with them. But uh, yeah, Vegas and I don't know. You right now you got Vegas versus uh, Florida. That's got to have the that's got to have the lowest rating in the history of uh, of uh, uh, NHL finals, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, I'd, think about the NBA too. I mean, we talked about this last yeah. week, but they had a chance to have. Boston, LA, and they wind up with uh, Heat Nuggets instead. Yeah, they're, they're gonna have their ratings have been slipping a little anyway in the in playoffs. I mean, in previous years, I don't know about this year, but yeah, it's uh, you know, you're gonna get a huge rating in Miami. You probably never get over a 15 anyway because they don't care. But uh, they got they got to go to the beach and the club and everything, and uh, you know they 
see if the soccer games are on from Venezuela and stuff, but uh, they uh, uh, they don't care. But Denver will have an eighty rating. But yeah, yes. it's, it, it's not gonna it's not gonna be glorious. The ratings, although the whole rating business is like ridiculous now because, as you wrote. Yes. We don't know how we're watching TV now anyway. Well, it, yeah, the, the how, game, do you, how do you how do you judge streaming? I don't know. How do you how do you judge it as a rate? The old rating thing is doesn't work anymore, does it? I don't think it does. Like I, I think, you know, I think the streaming on like, you know, the more um kind of mainstream platforms like YouTube TV or Hulu, that gets counted because it's all kind of part of one one big pot. But I don't know if those are part of like the you know the ratings homes like i don't know if that's really part of that because you know it's just all just a sample of of certain places and how much people are watching they're not taking a sample of every single household but the the larger point stands like how how we watch sports right now and just you know both regional and national stuff is just getting more more interesting now and you know, we, we've got this hearing coming up tomorrow in Houston, where we're going to find out a little bit more about the short-term future of the twins and some of these other teams where bally hasn't paid them in full and they're asking them to revert the rights back to major league baseball. And there's a chance that games could, the major league baseball could take over operation of some games, even this year. And that could be the twins. Like if, if that contract gets severed, you could be watching twins games differently in a month or two than you are right now. And their, their contract with Bally's is up at the end of the year anyway. So something's going to happen at some point. I don't think they, they don't think they love their relationship at Bally's and that's, maybe an understatement with diamond sports and their bankruptcy and all the problems they've had. But, you know, it's, it's, I think the, I think the problem is a, you know, people got used to paying a little bit less when the streaming came out and then, you know, the, the channels got took away in the regional sense. And, but B it's like, it's hard to find games and it's it, the, the leagues and teams aren't going to want less money, Patrick. I don't, I don't think they're ever going to want less money so they keep kind of slicing and dicing these national rights and like peacock's got some nfl playoff games now and amazon prime shows the thursday games like at a certain point it's going to get kind of either expensive or confusing or both to get everything to get get everything you want yeah it's uh it is confusing now there was the decision in phoenix right where they the guy tried to change the tv deal yes and then the bankruptcy court didn't let him right because yes, so, and that te- that season was over, wasn't it? Yes, although I think it's I think it's on hold because the NBA season isn't over right now. So I think uh, that's the I think that's the problem right now. But it's it's also some sort of I don't understand bankruptcy course. I'm not going to try to pretend like I do, but I I read enough about that to think that something that, about the NBA season not being over yet is is at least a sticking point in that. But the do they have did they have a contract for next year? I don't the, think so. I think their I think their contract was up this year. You well, know, I I mean if if they can have if 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 part of the bankruptcy thing is this is an asset when you declared bankruptcy right. and even if the contract's expired, you can still claim it as an asset. Right. Would be a disaster for the twins and uh, what twins Cleveland and who else aren't getting paid uh uh, there's like four or five teams that are in that okay. mix. I think the, the I think they missed uh, they're missing some they missed some payments with the Padres. Yeah. Um, but the Twins they haven't made a payment all year, right? I think they, you know, there's there's been some reports that they paid the teams that they missed the payment to that they made half the payment to them um, that they they paid them half of what they were owed. I don't know that to be true, but I've seen that reported a couple places. So, you know, it, but I, it's 
I, I don't know. I know as much about bankruptcy as you, but I'll bet they have to stand back. I bet they end up having to stand belly till the end of the year. I think so too. These things, things in court never move that fast, right? They, there's not. No, and bankrupt the, the bankruptcy judges always try to protect the creditors, right? The, no, they're protecting I, the assets. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So they're protecting the assets for the people who have invested in diamond sports. I guess I don't know. Which don't is know just works, a. But I, I don't. If you don't pay. I don't know how you can keep the rights, but, uh, you know, that's, that's, you know, there's some, some belief that that's what's going to happen. I guess we'll find out. So, yeah. And the bigger picture is just, you know, like, like I said, you know, MLB wants to run all these games. They want, they want control over all of the regional broadcasts. And I don't know if they're going to be get, yeah, able to get all. Where's the money going to come from? That? That's the question. I mean, they want to sell. They want to sell subscriptions and put them over the air. And you know, part of what part of this Phoenix model you were talking about with the NBA teams was they're going to put all these, you know, put games over the air, like uh, you know, on free, free local broadcasts, but then streaming, um, you know, a streaming package for people who who want to get them, you know, maybe basically out of market. And I think their idea is a, you know, they can recoup some of the money that way. They're probably going to lose money, but b that they're going to the amount of households they can reach that way, like they get, they're reaching about 800,000 households right now on Bali with Phoenix. If they do it over the air, they'd reach it about 2.8 million households. That So they've, they're thinking that if they can expand their reach, get more people watching the games, then that's going to be better for their brand overall and that'll kind of flow back to them that way. So Advertisers will like 2.8 million more and they keep the ad money. And something that. like that. And I, I got to imagine at some point in the future gambling comes into play and the ability oh, yeah. to show these games and getting them in front of people and getting engaged audiences, you know, gambling on these games in real time. I don't know how, no, I don't is. know how soon that's going to happen, but I got to imagine that's a piece of the financial puzzle too. It is funny though. We we're not doing it on our broadcast here, but uh, I was watching, who was I watching last yesterday, a ball game. And they said, and they, during a, the inning break, they were showing you how the odds had changed on the outcome of the game. At you know, because yeah. I'd say like the over and under on runs had been lowered since the game started. In the you know, and telling you how to make a bet, it was yeah, uh, it, it's amazing, it's unbelievable. And yet the NBA, NFL is still throwing guys out of the league for being in a pool for whatever the heck it was. Or you know, the, the NFL is you know, yeah, right. we have sold our souls completely to gambling, but you can't, uh, you can't fill out a you can't call up and what they're they're basically doing a little draft game stuff stuff right yeah that you can't do it for. Yeah, can't you can't do anything right yeah you can't do it on nfl game well you can't do it on nfl games and you can't do any kind of betting from like an nfl facility i think they can bet on yeah. i think they can bet on other sports if they're just sitting at home or they're somewhere somewhere else but they can't they can't do the yeah, they can't do anything on the NFL or from the NFL facility. So it's I don't know. It's it's you all get wife or girlfriend to do the gambling for you in the right. future. Right. right. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. It's it's I've you know, I think a lot of this has accelerated in the last three or four years since you know, people have just been cutting the cord like crazy. Like I saw a report a few weeks ago that you know, basically Bally Sports has lost more than half of its right. customers in the last ten years as people just kind of, you know, and once you once you go without something for a while and you're like, yeah, maybe I didn't need that as much as I thought I did. You know, yeah. Well, I, gonna... uh, you know, the funny thing is, I I did it like two 
three years ago because I was getting these ungodly Comcast bills, right? Right. And, and then, you know, by the time my wife's bought all these apps and everything, I'm spending just as much money as I did on Comcast, but I'm not going back now, you know. Right. Well, that- I, I, I made the plunge off the deep end, but I don't... I don't know where anything is or, I mean, I know where it is, but okay. We're trying to watch some show we watched last week. Got to go through five, got to go through five streaming services to remember where the hell it was. You know, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. It's not necessarily less expensive anymore. It's, it's definitely more confusing. I mean, I think, I think for sports fans who it's going to be good for probably in the long run is if you just really like one team or two teams or one league, and all you really want is twins or all you really want is Timberwolves. And you're going to be able to get at some yeah. point, like once these all things get settled out, you'll be able to get your access to one team or one league for, you know, a lot less than if you pay your Comcast or your direct TV bill. But if you want all, if you want everything, if you're kind of a, a fan of all sports, kind of like you and I are like, it's hard to get every single game without, you know, having like 15 different things. Right. Uh, yeah, it is. It is. It's uh you know, Valley's uh, homerism and everything uh, drives you crazy at times. But the fact that it's been there and you, you know where to find stuff was for the local teams was pretty good. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be missed. But uh, then again, the fawning approach to covering teams might not be missed. But I suppose... If MLB takes it yes, over, I was gonna they're say. not going to be more critical. Yeah, I don't think MLB is going to be ripping their teams, especially. No, you, know, you know, and I'll be interested. Will this team ever get a hit with the bases loaded? <laughs> and it's up to me on there. On the, we'll, we'll do the telecast for them. We'll tell the truth, damn it. Yes. Well, <laughs> and I want to see how they do them, too. Like, are they going to keep kind of this the same catch, this fat little catcher has had three extra base hits all year why are you throwing those cookie curveballs when this guy's got a 97 mile hour fastball this is stupid what do you well, think you think the public could go for that this well and, and, on the game well and what's it going to look like too when uh you know uh, it's becomes owned by one entity do you do two broadcasts of one game still do you do a home and away broadcast still that's uh you know what the money saving probably not which would be a at least you know it it would be a in a lot of markets it'd be a tragedy if you uh yes if you you didn't have the home team but you're right on tv broadcasts there's probably a good chance that you're not gonna have the you know the and NBA MLB will hire fifteen crews, right? That's do... kind of what kind of what MLS is doing right now. That they've done all their games on Apple TV. They're not doing all the local the local crews anymore. They still have some people that are kind of consistently working a lot of the games. But I don't know. It's I think that's we're a little ways down the road from that. But that's you know we're kind of used yeah. to the same voices in baseball. Is that going to be the case? I don't know. Maybe maybe there's more money in those broadcasts than in soccer broadcasts, but. I, I want to see how they do those games too, if if that comes to pass. Yeah, it will be interesting, you know. So, uh, yeah, we've come a long uh, we've come a long way since the Twins couldn't find any home, and they ended up on Channel Four doing twenty five thirty games with Ray Scott and R.J. Fritz uh, one year. I think they had two years with Channel Four in the mid in the mid seventies because there was 
there was so little interest in them. People had, had turned on them completely. And uh, they were not, uh, that's my favorite moment ever in broadcasting when Ray Scott is doing a game in Comiskey and looks down and he's been describing the wrong hitter. He says, RJ, I missed that. He said, I missed this, RJ. How did, you know, I can't remember who it was. Yeah. How did he, how did he make it out? And RJ says, I don't know, Ray. I wasn't watching either. <laughs> oh my gosh. Pander, we don't get that kind of candor. No, we don't. It was a little bit more relaxed those days, wasn't it? That's great. Oh, well, let's wrap up uh, there, huh? I think we're probably right. good. Good enough. Appreciate Thanks. it, Patrick. We'll see you next week. <laughs>